right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us from an undisclosed location in southwestern Pennsylvania. And it's really only undisclosed because we haven't had a chance to disclose it yet. I am here with my best friend, and we together are the middlemen. We will be discussing all kinds of different topics we haven't thought of yet. This is episode one. It may be a practice session. We're not sure. We're trying to figure out what the show is going to be, and perhaps some of you guys out there through social media and other means will be able to tell us what we should be talking about, what worked, what didn't work, what was funny, what was thought-provoking, what was ridiculous. And so to start this off, because we are trying to figure this out as we go, I am going... Are we disclosing our names on this? I'm J.D. Little. I am Doug Allen. And Doug and I have been best friends since second grade when he greeted me at the door of the classroom. And we've been inseparable. Inseparable? Inseparable, yes. Insufferable ever since. Insufferable, yeah. We've been insufferable ever since. What did since. I tell you that first day? You pointed out a girl, and you said that she was your girlfriend, but yes. uh, she didn't know it yet. Doggone it, if you didn't take her to the prom. Yes, I did. What, 12 or 10 years later? It I uh, took that long. Took that lady to the prom. Did. We'll leave her nameless for the mile. Maybe, maybe just... We'll interview her. Yeah, we'll do an interview and see how she liked the prom. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was a pretty good prom, if I recall. I think it was, yeah. Uh, Who did you go with? There was a lot of choices. You had, Colleen? You had the pick of the litter. No, it, the, there might have been a litter involved. But, uh, <laughs> might have been, it might one, have been Colleen. It might have been Colleen. She actually was a pretty good date. She was, was a nice girl. She's a sweet yeah. girl, and she was fun, a good dancer. And Haven't seen her in a long time. Haven't seen her in a long time. Anyway, we'll have an episode dedicated to Colleen's. Yes, we will. <laughs> Famous Colleen's throughout history. <laughs> right. And we are absolutely making this up as we go along. So one thing we're going to do to start this off, just because we're not really sure what things we can talk about which are engaging... We have a series of random topics on this on this board here. We literally put four minutes into the prep for this show. So, and by the way, folks, oh. that probably won't happen again. So, no, it'll be a lot less. Enjoy the organization <laughs> of this podcast. So, I am going to ask Doug to choose a topic, and we are going to take about two minutes to discuss it. Really, what comes off the top of our head. He has not seen like a these stream of consciousness. We could call this. We could call the stream of consciousness. My kids play that game now. Oh, the right? They do. I do. So anyway, I'm going to let Doug oh. pick the first topic and make the first comment on it. Is this yours or mine? Uh, this is one of yours. Okay. It's sports fans. Sports fans. So if J- I think JD mentioned that we are from a, uh, a uh, town in Pennsylvania. So we'll, we'll move it to the left side of the state. We're Western Pennsylvania. So it's only, um, only I guess... Natural that we would be Steeler fans. So um, I would think that um, podcasts will eventually get out to many different states in the union, but I would think that the Steeler fans are by far, and this may be, may be an argu- arguable uh, fact, but I think the Pittsburgh sports fans are probably the best fans in the country. Now, J.D. Lived. I moved away. Yeah, he moved. Um, 28 years. I lived yeah, in Philadelphia. He lived in Philadelphia. Never. Arguably the worst sports fans. <laughs> we 
Well, I wouldn't say they love their teams, that's for sure. For a while. Well, yeah. So I have something to say on Go this ahead. topic. So Absolutely. What coming from from Pittsburgh and, and growing up when we grew up and eventually our ages will be revealed, but we grew up in a time when the Steelers just consistently won Super Bowls. Yes. And we were kind of used to our teams winning. And then you got the Philadelphia and boy, there's a lot of stories to tell. The curse of Billy Penn is one I can go on about. That's a whole episode. Yeah. yeah but um, just the, the way that the, I mean, they, uh, Philly's fans are all in for their teams mm. until yes. they're losing. And then, <laughs> which is like, which when I lived there was for the Eagles particularly, it was probably about week four. And, and like they would turn the TVs off and start watching NASCAR. They were just, they were done with, and, and they were, I mean, I remember one coworker ranting that he was going to become a, he was going to force himself to become a Cowboys fan, which is actually the rudest thing you can say to any Eagles fan. But, um, I would just love going to sports bars at season one because they're so cute when there's still hope. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and, and then just watch it kind of dwindle and go away. The first half of the first game, um, yeah. the bar's empty and the lights are off. Now, it was one thing that's very interesting about Eagles uh, football is that for some time, they actually decided just to uh, cut out the middleman. Um, they, they actually had a, a magistrate set up in the stadium to handle drunken disorderly conflicts and what do those, this fights. What and, do those cells look like, JD? Um, they're not bad, <laughs> and and, um, and they bring you nachos with cheese. So, nice. but you can't get a cheesesteak. Not a decent one, anyway. Not not in the stadium. Mm. All right, are we up to our two minutes yet? Uh, six minutes. We're up to six minutes. We've, yeah. we've uh, of that topic. Of that talk, well, no, probably about three minutes of that topic. Okay, so maybe let's maybe do three minutes here. So okay. I'm, I'm going to pick another topic All right, now. Fine. Okay, go. Um, and this is, oh, okay. So this is another one of mine. Maybe I should choose one of yours. No, go ahead. Planning for family holidays. Hmm. Okay. Now, well, I can start because you go picked ahead. and you started. So with my family. Because my wife is not from the area, we always have to have the discussion, which we're having this week, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and, and New Year's? And the thing about it this year is it's, we have to drive, typically. We have a lot of kids. We typically take the dogs. And I can do a whole episode about what happened last year when my dog almost died. Um, so bad things happen when we leave. So I, I just don't like to go away at all. And my wife wants to see her family, which is, they're lovely people. They're all over the place. Though. They are all over the place. So we're, we've got choices between Florida, Massachusetts, and um, in Washington, D.C. And we have to decide on, on that. And, and honestly, I've, I, my choice this morning was let's just stay home and never go anywhere. That probably didn't go over well. Not great. No, not great. Not, 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 not. <laughs> so what are you going to do? So we're going to do whatever she wants. Uh, of course. And <laughs> <laughs> That's always the best uh, choice. And, but last year, last year what happened was that we, had, we have two dogs. And uh, we, we, for Christmas, we went down to Florida. And, and she has a lovely family down there. And it's, it's, um, it's a beautiful. Actually, their Christmases down there are actually very nice. They do a nice job with. In uh, St. Augustine is where we go. And so our dogs were in a kennel. And we have a, a pit bull and a lab. The lab is an old dog who has seizures. And the pit bull was a younger dog who's neurotic and, and, and wants to be with the older dog. And so we put them in the same kennel. The problem is when the pit 
when the pit bull saw the lab having a seizure, she attacked him and put him in to the hospital, which caused me to oh leave my. on Christmas Day and come back and, and nurse my, my dog back to health, which was a very uncomfortable conversation hmm. on Christmas Eve, deciding whether I would do that or we would just put the dog down and tell the children Christmas morning that the dog had died. Well, you could have waited a day or two. They would have wondered why daddy's crying and drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day. Just like any other day, right? There's usually a better reason than that. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, which brings me to the fact that this is a whole different topic that um, we will bring up at future podcasts is the, the uh, JD family pet sagas that have just given us so much to think about. The last few years, we could do so. a we could do a multiple episodes yeah, on the a bunny box, rabbits. A box set. <laughs> Let me tell you about my chickens. <laughs> chickens and ducks and rabbits and pigs. No pigs. No pigs yet. No pigs yet. Uh, anyway, Christmas. Or, um, oh, there, there's a story. I have a pig story. Go ahead. Not right now. We get okay. Now the pig we'll story needs that. to wait. Uh, holidays at our house here. We're, we're actually recording in the uh, family or game room of our house. Uh, I have a daughter who's in ROTC at Liberty University. So proud of her. Uh, freshman. And my wife, we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary just uh, last week. So anyway, we start preparing for Christmas as the big holiday at our house. We uh, decorate. We have a room dedicated to storing Christmas decorations, basically. And we start decorating uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And Christmas is a, well, I, I should say my daughter and I, we don't get into it as much as my wife. She loves Santa the- Claus doesn't get into it as much as your wife. <laughs> well, the decorating is mainly Buddy hers. the Elf is low key on Christmas compared. Well, yeah. Yeah. God bless her. She she loves the Christmas season, which is great. I I fuss and fume about the work involved, but uh, she makes the house look nice, and we all appreciate it. Uh, I get the job of bringing all the boxes upstairs and taking them all back downstairs, and so Christmas is you know it's good. It's all good. We have fun. We have a we have a big family. She has a big family. I have a very limited family now. My parents have passed. Uh, I have a sister, I have one sister, and she has a daughter who just had a little baby. So we have some uh, new new toys to buy this year, and it'll be fun to have a little one around. If you can get but, toys this year. True. The supply chain, that's a whole different issue. Uh, uh, yeah, we might be building toys out of uh, like styrofoam and, and egg cartons or something like that. Um, My I favorite hope- Christmas toy as a child was an egg carton. Really? What'd you put in it? Don't say eggs. Jelly beans. Okay. That's fair. I made uh, that up. That's a total I lie. Know, I know. I know. But anyway, okay. Uh, is it my turn to pick? <clears throat> yes, please. Oh, this is going everywhere. I wanted to go. <laughs> oh, this is this is one of mine. All this right. is something I had thought about. Uh, this is very topical because of we're recording this on the um, Friday before Halloween. Halloween is Sunday. This is two days before Halloween, and uh, my topic is Halloween stories when we were kids. So what's your favorite 
Halloween memory growing up in our small little town that we grew up in. Fred Gross. Fred Gross. Fred Gross. He, he was he Fred was, was yeah. a storekeeper and a barkeeper, a couple of businesses in town. But he was a performer at heart. And he uh Yes, he was. Would put together with someone else who's Name is escaping me. I can tell you where he lived, but I can't think of his name. But they would set up a little fun, uh, there was a little tent that they would set up and do a little skit, which would be uh, the one that's coming to mind is Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's Laboratory. I remember that. And there was a little tent set up, and we went in, and there was the, the beakers boiling and the, you know, the little electrical thing going up through the, yeah. there's a word for that. Uh, some kind of generator. I it's forget like, the name. Yeah, but it, I mean, it looked very much, yeah. it, was, it looked like it, all, the, right. all the props were there, and they were plugging away, and, uh, and it was, Igor was there, and the Dr. Frankenstein. It was like a little 10-minute skit, and people would give a donation to... Local charity, it's you know, it was something uh, either important at the time. It was a children's hospital near probably. us. Probably children's hospital like made that, a yeah. mint on all these holidays. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they needed it. Um, of course, money well spent. So anyway, I, that I remember that. I remember Fred going over the top with with Halloween, and and as we grew up and were teenagers, that he continued to do that for us. We had a scavenger hunt one night. Yes, that you can was talk a about blast. that. You talk about the scavenger hunt. Yes, blast. We were all driving age. Uh, it was barely. Probably, we were barely, probably seventeen at the maybe eighteen at the very late oldest. And uh, there was clues. He gave us a clue. It was a group of us, maybe ten or twelve kids. Uh, we paired off in pairs, or maybe even threes. And we jumped in cars and ran rampant all over our little town at 70 miles an hour, if not more, following clues from different points of interest in our little town. What's Ga- the statute of limitations for speeding in Hickory? Oh, boy. Because you, you just what, admitted to that. It, it was, it's been, uh, what was that, probably 35 years ago? I think we're good. Keep going. Oh, uh, yeah. Well... We were just, we were racing back and forth, collecting these clues to end up at the, you know, we were, had to collect these, uh, he had something thumbtacked to different, he had to collect things and take them all back to his house at the end. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was dangerous. Uh, it you had wasn't us, supposed to be, that just kind of happened. Yeah, it just kind of happened The that danger way. just happened. But we had, uh, like you said, it was probably eight cars in a one, one road... <laughs> town uh just flying up and down uh geez it was dangerous we would never i would never want my children to do it now but it was a lot of fun back then if i can just one little story of mine that i do remember uh trick-or-treating story was uh uh my parents would drop us off my sister was older than i she was six years older than me so she still is yeah she still is uh and and she would kind of go off with her friends, and I would, you know, go around the, the neighborhoods. My mom would be in the car watching me the whole time as I was walking down the street. Well, anyway, I had a shopping bag, and I was collecting all my goodies, my treats in this shopping bag. And uh, it was a wet night. It was a wet, cold October night. And um, I was dragging my bag behind me as I was going from house to house. And... Near the end of the trip, near the end of the evening, I looked down and this the bottom of my bag had came loose. Uh, 
and all my candy was gone. I had been dragging around an empty bag for probably a house. You didn't notice the loss of weight of the bag? No, I guess not. I was like seven or eight years old. Who knows? But anyway, it was a sad night at the the Doug house. And um, that was the year I had to steal my sister's candy. She shared, which was nice. That's nice. Yeah, it was. It's a heartwarming story. It's a sad. Heartbreaking story. Heartbreaking. Because obviously, you all also obviously, in the way you tell it, trick or treating alone. Yes, I was. I, with, with no parental supervision at all. Just, she was in the car at the curbs, you know, watch, watching. Drinking? Me. No, my mother didn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> she would uh, watch me go up the steps to the house and come back down. Anyway, okay. I'm ashamed I said that. Edit that out I later. Know. <laughs> yeah, we will. My turn. Go ahead. Oh, this this should be good. Dead rock stars. Oh, okay. Okay, so <laughs> we've had a few recently. Charlie Watts died. Yeah, the Rolling Stones, and they did, it, and they went on tour anyway. Good. Dusty show. Hill. Dusty Hill, yeah. From uh, ZZ Top. From ZZ Top, yeah. He, um, I saw one of his guitars up close in a, a used guitar store in. Everett Washington, outside of Seattle. How much did they want for it? Thousands of dollars. Really? Yeah, it was like a six-string bass. It was, it was a beautiful. It, it would have been a, a a catch, even if a find, even if it wasn't his. Um, Charlie Watts, uh, Dusty, and of course Eddie Van Halen. Did he die? Did I know that? He did die. Yeah. I think I remember that. I'm sorry. Wasn't a big Van Halen fan. We can edit that out too. I can't believe that. How are we even friends? So, I, I guess you know they they live these lives and their lives themselves are kind of chaotic and in a lot of ways odd and surreal by usual the usual person's experience. And so, like it. You respect them for the art that they produce. You forgive them for the sins that they commit. And then they die. And when is it okay to start making that funny? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're a personal friend or have met the person, and, and it's probably... It's probably, you know, okay to wait a while. But uh, I, I don't have any problem making fun of uh, people's tragedies. <laughs> Honestly. I've I, always I, liked that about you. I, I know. Well, yeah. You've known me longer than most. Uh, but I think, it's, I think it's safe to say if... <sighs> I think you can do it. I think you can feel safe to make fun of somebody. Um, I would say at least give them a week week in the ground. A week. A week in the ground. A week. Yeah. yeah. A week, and then you can uh, crack a joke. I think you just got to know your crowd, though. I feel you like know? I need a graphic. So there's, there's the Kennedys, and yeah. I make, I'm gesturing in the air here, and of course our podcast listeners can't see this, so I'm like, my hand is high in the air when I'm talking about the Kennedys. Like, It's okay. Almost 50 years later, you can't really joke about- Oh, I can. Don Kennedy, right? <laughs> And then there's Eddie Van Halen, who had a much less auspicious life, although, honestly, he's changed music forever. So right. in some ways, in some of our minds, that's it's all relative. as important, right? So uh, that was his contribution, and, and you know, I, I just wonder when there can be a joke. 
I'd say go ahead and jump. <sighs> Might as well. Jump. Yeah. Somebody get me a doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did not plan that. That was completely top of my top right off the top of my head. They know that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no one's wondering. Okay, new topic. Okay. These turns is yours? Mine, okay. Yeah. And you gotta talk for us too. We're out. No, we oh, all okay. <coughs> now this is uh we could we could do this for an hour. This is an easy one. This was one of mine. I was actually hoping you would pull this, but we'll, we'll go with Biden's mental capacity. That's that's Brandon. I'm sorry. Did I say Biden? I meant Brandon. No. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's hope, go, Brandon. I hope you know that joke. If everybody, if no one knows that joke, everyone in America knows that joke. Okay. Well, anyway, um, the Let's Go Brandon. There, there were two Let's Go Brandon rap songs at the top of the download list for iTunes this week alone. <laughs> there were serious yeah. artists who were ticked off that that trend started because it knocked their songs off of the top. Well, I do have, uh, I, just, I just heard this on the news, and it, uh, it's sweeping across the nation. I guess the White House announced the other day, of course the president's not in the country right now. He's over, I think he's in Scotland for the, uh, some summit. I forget, and I'm usually up on the uh, political things, but uh, there's a summit that he's over there talking to, G10, G9. They're, it's a G20, and they're talking 20, about 21, uh, global whatever, warming. Whatever it takes, 2021. Right, tw- whatever it takes. And, <laughs> and they're, 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 they're basically destroying the, the, the oil and gas industry right, right. Uh, from afar right now. So the story is that the White House, without him being there, the White House has canceled the trick-or-treating that normally goes on there. I guess in past years, and I haven't followed it that closely, but in past years, there's a trick-or-treating where the children come through the White House and and the president or the aides or maybe even the vice president. Of course, I don't think Kamala wanted that job. Uh, but they wanted, they, were the, they canceled handing out the candy this year. And uh, the uh, in the White House briefing, they asked, kind of like, what, what was the reason? And um, the reason was that uh, they didn't feel that dressing up, handing out candy, and uh, celebrating um, such things as that was a good way to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So no Halloween this year, folks. That was Biden's decision. Good time to try those sound effects that... Okay. Well... We'll, so we'll get back to working those. on a few technical issues here, but <laughs> expect a rim shot or a something. Yeah, oh, it won't work. No, not now. Okay. Anyway, not now. we'll get that. We'll, we'll, we'll work that out. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our president, you know, and I don't want to make fun of, I think we all know. Well, someone. this is not, this is not a new thing. Okay. So just putting some history behind it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it goes back even farther, but in my memory, I, there was a lot of questioning around Reagan's capabilities. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's come out in recent years that after he was shot, his, his mental capacity did, in fact, diminish. And, and they were trying to rally him. There were lots of people that thought that George W. Bush was mentally incapacitated. Mm. Um, so, it yeah, tends it- to be Republicans who are typically, this may be the first Democrat in a while who's had some mental 
instability by the um, public standard. But okay, I'll, I'll, okay. there is a Bill Clinton joke in my head, and I well, I won't. not so much Bill, but the fact that Hillary never made it to president. I can't. You can't say that she was a crazy president, but uh, she had some issues. She has some issues. Anyway, we're not going to get too much into the political things right away. I can't even remember what the topic was anymore. Uh, and I wrote it. No, it was mine. <laughs> Biden's mental capacity, which I don't want to make fun of people, older people that are suffering. Um, well, part of it is he's just he's just stinking old, right? Yeah, so he's he going to stammer sometimes. He's going to do old guy things. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean I, I, that doesn't mean he's incapacitated. It just means he's an old guy probably, getting his thoughts out. He, and and he doesn't. Have, you, know, you don't need the president of the United States to be. No, quick on his feet on a daily basis. I He's do. got a staff behind him. Well, I, I want that. I mean, you want I like it. that. It's, I like it too, but you know, that's it, a press conference. That's not policy. So um, I can't believe I'm defending him. Uh, yeah. You're going to find out I'm, I'm kind of a right wing guy. But anyway, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure it's fair. Um, because he's the, the the president is giving a very high level view of things, and his mind does not have to work quickly as long as it works. Um. Anyway, right. we'll probably come back to this one. Oh, again. yeah, that'll be a recurring theme, I'm sure. Right, who's next year? At least year? for the next three years. Uh, take us home, John. JD. Right. John. This is a JD. topic that Doug wrote. Uh-oh. The border crisis. Ah. It's not a Taco Bell problem. Okay, so... You're gonna make me talk seriously about this. No, you don't have to. Well, Let's I don't have. I don't, I don't have. It. It. I don't have any jokes about it. So <laughs> here, here's what I think. I think uh, one of the overriding reasons we have a border crisis is because we've created an economy where we need to have some of those immigrants come in and do the work. It's work that you know I would like to think that Americans would want to do, but they just don't. And part of that is because we've made it so easy to bring in cheap labor and exploit them. Um, and and so our economy has that one part of it that's you know dependent on this Ill illegality so there are people who are interested in keeping it illegal um and they like the, that way and and they they donate to both parties and then there's um and it from what i've heard is that you know you know years ago it was much easier to come over the border for a while work for a few months go back home and come back in the next growing season or, or, or harvest season. And so that somehow ended when this is the, you know, I'm, I'm arguing for the side I disagree with typically that um, it would, you know, we've, we've hardened the laws. And so people come over and they just stay because they don't know if they can come back the next season. So uh, plus there's other work that, um, that those those illegal immigrants have found to do, and they are illegal immigrants. It's still the law that they can't be here. So um, there's a lot to unpack with this particular issue. Yeah, it is a it's a big issue, and we'll we'll talk about it. I'm sure in the coming weeks. I think the first thing you do though is you you, you secure the border. Yes, that protects Americans and Mexico. There's a lot coming across that border, other than just people wanting to pick cabbage and. Tomatoes. It's the human trafficking. There's yes. the guns, the drugs. Drugs, yes. Man, can you remember the days when it's just the drug problem coming over the border? Yeah. Those were the good old, Those old were days. Those were the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. 
Drug cartels. Well, I, Miss them. I heard just today or yesterday that uh, Biden, and this kind of ties back into the last topic, but Biden wants to give uh, families that are separated at the border, um, which there's a very legal reason why they're separated. Parents are separated from their children when they come across. But he wants to give them $450,000 each. Hmm. My family could use four hundred fifty thousand. Oh my goodness! Wouldn't that be nice? So, in a sense, I didn't know Hunter was trapped in Mexico. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's got an art deal down there. He's, um, yeah. Well, anyway, four hundred fifty thousand dollars goes a long ways towards a family's um, well-being. Uh, hard-working families they could probably work most of their adult life and not make that amount of money. And here you can come across. You could commit a crime by coming across the border, committing a crime, and get paid. We're paying criminals now. We're paying criminals four hundred and fifty thousand, half a million. Basically, there were more clever criminals. Oh boy! If you think that the caravan that's coming up through uh, Mexico now, uh, if each if we gave each one of those four hundred fifty thousand um, dollars, that's a lot of money. I'm thinking of going to Mexico and sneaking across the border. I think if we, uh, yeah, we might have to. Uh, change our appearance a bit, but we could do that. Between us, we could make over a million five, and and your uh, math's off. I know, but you know something like that. Nine hundred thousand. Bring all your kids too. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, coming down to the end of our. Um, What's your favorite mash quote? My favorite mash quote was delivered by Frank Burns. Uh, and I, I don't remember the entire uh, lead up to it, but Frank Burns says, when I was 12, I killed a groundhog with a stick. My favorite mash quote. I've used it at least once a day for the last 25 years. Was there a punchline? No. Oh. I guess he was, um, each, some, there was a group of people in the, in the scene sharing accomplishments that they had done in their lifetime. And that was one of his proudest moments, I believe. I don't know what Hawkeyes was. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, when I was 12, I killed a groundhog with a stick. My favorite non-regular character on MASH was Colonel Flagg. Whenever he came into town, Army Intelligence, Colonel Flagg, super patriotic, by the book, Intelligence Officer. And he, he gave him the best lines. And, and um, it's even hard to pick which ones. But like one time, he's, he's just kind of offhandedly getting, asking Radar to make an order for him. He said, Radar, Corporal, I need a box of snakes. Can I ask why, sir? It's a gift for a friend. No, it's a box of scorpions. Actually, it's a box of scorpions. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, corporal. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can't get any scorpions. I'll take three rats and a snake. Excellent. I remember that episode well. Well, thanks, guys. This is our first episode. I think it went okay. In my mind, anyway. Uh, we are Doug and JD. We hope to uh, drop another episode here within a week or so. You are your middlemen. Uh, we are your middlemen. We stand in between what's good and what's bad. 
What's funny and what's not funny? <laughs> what's curable and incurable? <laughs> yes, we are the middlemen. Download us. Drop us a line at middlemen.99 at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at themiddleman.podcast. Don't show Thank up in you. person. And the rise is up on stage. I'll proselytize and prophesy.